Good morning, everyone. I might forget to say this at the end, so I might just say this now. <clears throat> so, um, just such a great blessing. Like I said, I have Deacon Darrell here. His, you might know his son, his, his three children, he'll talk about that, but um, his oldest son is one of my best friends and a good friend of Father Mike's as well. And uh, I always laugh because Father John Neppel always says, to understand him, all you need to know is that he's the son of an army ranger and a sorority girl. <laughs> and, and it's totally true. Uh, but just great to have the Nepples with us, their family. To me, it's, it's just amazing. What a blessing. One of the things you and I do as human beings that's really easy and normal and natural is that we tend to look at symptoms instead of root causes. And we look at symptoms instead of root causes. We do that when we're sick. And we get sick and we think, well, I just want my cough to go away or my fever. But sometimes there's, there's something much deeper going on inside of us. Uh, sometimes in, I do a lot of marriage prep, as you all know. In marriage prep, you know, a lot of times people, if there's problems in a marriage, they'll look at symptoms, you know, and they'll, they'll say, well, you spend too much money. And they're like, well, you're too uptight, you know, and it's all Father Brian's fault because he didn't teach us well enough. I don't know. But really, deep down, there's something deeper usually. There's, there's a selfishness. There's a, a, a wound or there's something deeper down that's not being acknowledged. We do this with churches. You know, sometimes in the Catholic church, sometimes when I talk to other priests, they'll think, you know, well, what we really need to do is this program. And people need to, to be better catechized, and that's true. Or we need to have more confession times, which is also true. Uh, but sometimes there's much deeper things. Right? There's, there's at root a lack of the love of God that manifests itself in different ways. How do you answer that question? How do you answer the question, what's wrong with the world? What's wrong with the world? Today in our readings, and our second reading, where I want to focus today, our second reading is the Christian answer to that. The problem with the world is something we call sin. And today we're going to talk about original sin. Original sin does not mean, right, do you ever go to a baptism? I had two baptisms yesterday, and they're these perfect little babies, right? And we baptize them, and we talk about washing away original sin. And you think, well, how could that baby sin? And we're going to talk about the church doesn't mean they did something wrong. It means that they're born into a condition where things just aren't right. So let's talk about that. So, quick story. So my brother and his wife have four children. Right, and if you have kids, you know, right, like, kids are wonderful, they're a huge blessing, but for some reason, all of us, we just have imperfections and problems. There's, I don't think the family's here today, there's, I love it when the, the kids walk out of mass with me. It's like so beautiful, it makes my just heart leap. And I think of original sin because these beautiful kids will walk out of mass with me and we're singing and it's like heaven. And then we get to the back of the church and the first thing they do is they start hitting each other. <laughs> Very first thing, I'm like, you guys stink, like stop it. We're in church. 
But all kids have that. Have you noticed that? It's not just one or two. It's all of us. So my, my brother and his wife, so they have four children, and a number of years ago, their youngest, Lucia, was just an infant. And she was at home, and the family was at home, and Lucia was in her crib, right? And, so, and she can't even stand up. She's just a baby. And Melissa stepped out to the garage for a minute, and when she came back in, she saw the bathroom door open the light on. And she's like, well, let's, let's see what's going on in there. So she went over, and there's an entire roll of fresh toilet paper just thrown into the toilet. And kind of the stinker of the family is little Johnny. Right? He's the troublemaker, and he knows it too. So Melissa's like, Johnny, how did this toilet paper get in the toilet? And with pure, beautiful innocence, he looks at Melissa and says, Lucia did it. I saw her. <laughs> that's just in us. And then what the church means by original sin, brothers and sisters, and that's in our second reading. Romans chapter 5. Listen to this again. As sin came into the world through one man. Who's the one man it came into the world through? Adam, right? And death through sin, right? God says to Adam and Eve in the garden, he says, if you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. And so through that one man, through Adam, sin entered the world and death. Death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all men sinned. Hear that word all. Right? None of us expects, you know, maybe this baby who's going to be born, this new child, you know, maybe they're the ones who aren't going to sin. No, we know that all of us, there's something wrong. And this is one of the passages in Scripture where the church receives her dogma of original sin. And original sin does not, again, it doesn't mean you've done something wrong. Original sin means something's wrong with you. Isn't that true? There's something wrong with each of us. Right? We rejoice in things we shouldn't. Right? Sometimes when there's people in your life you're competitive with or something, part of you is like, yeah. There's something broken there. There's something in where we love ourselves and we love ourselves more than anyone else. And that's all of us. We have to fight against that. Now I know what you're thinking. You're all looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about, Father Brian. Like, that's just not my experience of life. I just always desire the right things. Uh-huh. Sure you do. That's original sin. It's off. We have to fight an uphill battle to become the men and women we're supposed to be. And all of us are born into that condition because of the fall of Adam and Eve. And that's a problem. And I just want you to think about that for a minute. What's wrong with the world? The Enlightenment philosophy said it was lack of knowledge. Right, in, in, in the Enlightenment period, right, we're talking really 17th through the 19th centuries. It continued into the 20th and even today, but less so. The, the story the Enlightenment told was, we're just going to get better and better and better. And technology and science and rationality will fix all problems. And they told the world that. 
People literally believe there's not going to be any more disease one day. There's not going to be any more wars. There will be no more evil as long as we keep pursuing knowledge. And then World War I happened. And then the Holocaust happened. And in our own time, we have terrorism on a massive scale that we're almost used to at this point. And we have to go back to that question, what's wrong with the world? Is it lack of technology? Is it lack of education? Technology and education are good things, but isn't there something wrong with our hearts? And if you're going to answer the question that way, which is the only way you can answer it as a Christian, brothers and sisters, that leads to the question of God. Right, Lord, life is about more than progress and, and technology and wealth and power and efficiency. But there seems to be something wrong with the human heart. With hatred and lust and jealousy. With pride and envy. And it just seems to be everywhere. Here's what Paul says in the letter to Titus. He says, we ourselves, us as Christians, we were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by men and hating one another. That's the problem. And the real problem with the world is not financial, it's not structural, it's a problem of the human heart. And it came to us through the sin of Adam and Eve. And brothers and sisters, that's just in you. It's in me, it's that part of ourselves that says, God, I don't need you, I'm going to figure out my own life, and I'm going to live my life for me. That doesn't mean you're evil or you're sinful. It means you're normal. Okay, so y'all depressed? Me too. Let us now profess our faith. No, just kidding. I get depressed that way sometimes. I really do. I look at the world and I just think, Lord, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to love other people? Why is it so hard for us to keep relationships intact? Why is it so hard to overcome lust and pride and vanity and egotism? Why doesn't gelato make me trim and ripped, right? That's part of original sin. <laughs> Why does that happen? And I get depressed about that. I really do. And we're not even talking about the serious evils that are present in our world. And brothers and sisters, here's the good news of our faith. I get down about that, I really do. And one of the passages when I get depressed about that, and it seems like it's impossible to overcome, is the passage we read for our second reading. Romans chapter 5. I really encourage you, go home, read Romans 5. Romans 5 will lift your heart, it will give you hope and joy. 
So let's keep going. So Romans 5, here it is. Romans 5, 15, the free gift. The word there is charisma, which is related to the Greek word charis, which is grace. Right? What is grace? Grace is the love of God, the Holy Spirit, given to us by Jesus. The free gift is not like the sin of Adam and Eve. For if many died through one man's trespass, right? Adam's one sin put us in this mess. If, one, if many died through one man's trespass, and here's my favorite two words of this passage, much more. Much more. Much more have the grace of God and the free gift of grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. Isn't that good news? Romans 5 doesn't give you the sense as Christians that, brothers and sisters, this is so difficult, and if we discipline ourselves and we fight and we make our way through life and we do penance and all these things, which are good, we need to do all those things, but it doesn't give you that sense that if you do that, you might squeak into heaven with singed eyebrows. Romans 5 tells us that the free gift and the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abound much more. The love of Christ, Paul will say later, through his love we conquer overwhelmingly. Isn't that good news? That's what God wants for your life. You're not supposed to be normal. Some of you are weird anyways. But you know what I mean. You're not supposed to be like normal people. You're a Christian. The grace of God for your life is to overwhelmingly conquer in you. As we finish up today, I want to, there's two stories you can live. And that's, and again, go back, read Romans 5. This is what Romans 5 is about. There's two stories. You can live the story of Adam. The story of Adam goes like this. I don't need God. Life is about me. And I have to be fearful. I have to grasp for the things I need. And I need to get them for myself so I can be secure. That's not evil or wicked, it's normal. And all of us were born into that story. Or, do you live the story of Jesus Christ? You guys are, way to go. Those are the Adam people over there. <laughs> right, the story of Jesus is a story of, I am loved. I can let go. I can trust God the Father in faith. Life is not about me, it's about others. It's about surrendering my life. I can let go of pride and envy and lust and hatred and vanity. I can be a new man, a new woman. That's the invitation. And so brothers and sisters, we say this so often, but it's so true. You and I are like everybody else, and we're different. 
Whose story are you living? Are you living that story that everyone in the world lives, or are you living the story of Jesus, the new Adam, the one who gives us a new way to be human beings? And so Jesus, today, Lord, we have all that in us. Every one of us, Lord, I am prideful. I have vanity and lust and envy and greed. Lord, I'm not who I should be. But I know that's the problem, Jesus. I know the problem with my life is not the circumstances. It's the sin in my heart. And Jesus, today we pray, Lord, may that free gift of your grace, may it truly abound. Let us now stand and profess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, True God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation.